Hey, welcome to this episode of Hope and Struggle. My name is Mindy Lawhorn. How about a healthy dose of rejection? Rejection, it's almost like a bad word, right? Rejection comes in many forms. I know we've all experienced it to some extent, but I want to tell you a story about something that recently happened to me and what God has done through that. Speaking on one of our Bible Babes call, I felt like God wanted me to share a situation that had happened to me recently. So in case we haven't talked before, it's been a while. Um, I'm almost four years uh, into being a widow. I'm a single mom now. I have a 21-year-old and a 15-year-old. And I uh, have a fitness business online. I have, you know, the women's ministry, the Bible Babes. I do hope and struggle stuff because God wants me to, and he keeps prompting me to do it. In addition to, I teach fitness classes and uh, I train people. And to me, that's what I'm supposed to do. I love it. I've never talked about Jesus more than in fitness. And, and if you think they don't go together, you need some more girlfriends to talk about why is it we overeat and why do we do things we don't know we shouldn't and not do the things we know we should, you know? It always ends up on Jesus. So like, I, I'm pretty sure that's what I'm going to do kind of for the rest of my life. But when I talk about Jesus and when I share with people and when I get to talk to so many of you, it just gives everything we go through so much more purpose. I don't think we're here to have this beautiful, wonderful, perfect life. But what's cool is beauty in our lives can happen through all the things, through all the ups and downs, through rejection, through tragedy, through loss, and just through us learning some lessons. And I just think that's what God wants. He wants us to always be growing. He never, I mean, there is no neutral. You guys probably heard it before, but there is no standing still. There's only moving forward or moving backwards. And that's not just a personal development uh, you know, notion, and that's not just a, you know, athlete mentality notion. It is a fact in our lives, period. And um, well, I think we get sometimes confused on like what's happening and I'm doing everything I think, you know, I can do right. And why are these things keep happening? We've got to see a big, bigger picture for it all. And, and I say we, because I struggle, but God always sort of brings me back to where I'm supposed to be, even though he lets me dabble in my own little pity party. <laughs> He lets me dabble in me being a victim every once in a while. Then he's like, okay, enough of that. Let's go back. And I'm so thankful that he does that for me. But let's talk about today's topic. And I'm going to give you seven scriptures, by the way, where I believe that God can kind of help us through rejection. And let's just start there. So rejection can be many things. You know, you cannot get a job you wanted. Maybe you were dating someone and they rejected you. Um, maybe you even wanted to do a certain thing and God didn't let that happen. I mean, like he shut the door and you're not even seeing any windows open, right? He shut the door. It can feel like rejection. And, and I think that's just in our humanness and in our, you know, why did this happen to me? And, and, and what was going on, you know, to make this happen? But one of the Bible babes in our Bible babe call, when I was telling them the story I'm about to tell you, said, Mindy, I want to share something with you, which by the way, is part of why this women's community is so amazing because as Proverbs 27, 17 says, as iron sharpens iron, so does one man to another. And in a community, you know, a Christ-centered community with no drama women, and it's interesting that how some of the things they say, you're like, oh my gosh, God wanted me to hear that. Thank you, Jesus, for that. Yeah, that woman said it, but it was, you know, God speaking through her. And here's what she said. And I'm starting here, you guys. So you might want to get your pen out. By the way, grab your Bibles today, because within the seven scriptures, instead of me just reading them to you, I'm going to thumb through my Bible, and I would love it if you did it with me. So you need to pause right now. Pause it. 
and get your uh, Bible study and if or your Bible, I mean, and if you're like me, you have a journal and some pens and maybe some colored pens. But just so you know, you don't have to have all that. And yes, you can access these on your phone if you want. Um, I just want to encourage you ever to sit down and with the Bible and a book and go through it that way too, because it calms us, it gets us off our phones. And I don't know about you, but I get a lot of notifications while I'm trying to do my Bible study if I'm on my phone the whole time. So that being said, we're about to get to it. So her quote was this, rejection is God's protection and redirection. Now that takes a big girl mentality. That takes a what about me and I'm doing everything right, victim. And I'm, by the way, I'm not mimicking you, I'm mimicking myself. You know, I've had so much happen and what, one more. And, you know, I'm just fine, you know, I'm losing uh, or, or my circle of people that I can really confide in and be vulnerable with. It's like minimizing. Um, it's so easy to set in that world, but God wants us somewhere else. So let me tell you a story. So I was having a conversation with a friend of mine, and this friend has lost. And there's a lot of commonalities there, but our personalities aren't really, you know, that similar, but we've just kind of forged a friendship. Now, I wouldn't say it's this amazing, great friendship, but we talk every once in a while. I hadn't talked to this person in a while. And please know, I'm not bashing this other person, but God used the circumstances that uh, transpired to wake me up and to pull me back to him. And the discussion I was having with this person, random talk, had talked to him in a while. We were FaceTiming, which by the way, I don't really but FaceTiming, well, it was like a chill night. I mean, like, I don't talk to anyone in the evenings. It's not like I go to dinner with people, you know what I mean? Or whatever. My evenings are pretty boring. And it's fine. That's where God has me right now. But I was sort of looking forward to having to talk and to talk openly and freely. Okay. So for some reason, the my dad came up and I was saying, gosh, you know, I miss my dad so much. I love that man. He was such a good man. And by the way, my dad was amazing. Just such a good, funny guy. He married my mom with four kids. And when he married my mom or he started dating on I me, mean, he had a motorcycle and a convertible, you know, and he gave them all up for a station wagon to marry this woman with four pieces of luggage, my you know sisters and my brother. And then they had me. He was 28 years old. And when you think of that, I mean, that takes a big man to do. And then of course he raised them all and you know, fed us all and worked. You know, my mom didn't work uh, till I was probably in junior high, I guess. But anyway, that's what I was just saying. And then it went into me thinking, and like, by the way, I really felt like it was a comfortable place and I could just be vulnerable. And, and God was like, oh, 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 sometimes that stuff just meant for me, Mindy, because this is what ended up happening. So then I said, you know, and then I think, you know, Renata passed away, which was my sister, by the way. She passed away in a single car accident in 2016. She was my best friend. And I, I just loved her so much. You know, a lifetime of inside jokes just went to heaven. And then, of course, Lee passes away. My mom also passed away in February of 2023, this year. And so while I'm not trying to add up all the sorrows I've had and all the things I've had, I was just simply saying, God, it just feels like a lot some days. You know, and some days I'm just like, why so much? And why so much of the foundational people in my life? Like, you know, growing up, I've always known my dad to be there and my sister to be there, of course, my mom to be there. And then with Lee, you know, he was literally my most favorite human that has ever been around, but I loved him and he loved me. And we had an unspeakable bond through, you know, God and marriage. And he just was the funnest and no, it wasn't perfect, but gosh, it was good. Right. And so I, I'm saying this to this person and this person sat there and he goes, uh, do you think you're the only one that hasn't suffered? And it caught me so off guard. And I, I was like, what? And this person goes, do you think you're the only one that hasn't suffered? 
And it felt like kind of mean, like almost kind of nasty, right? And I was like, oh, no, no, not at all. I, I wasn't saying that. I just was talking about like my situation with you. And um, it got kind of weird and like a little bit on the like kind of mean side. I'm just saying, you're not the only one that suffered. And a part of me was like, I know. That wasn't even what I was saying. I was just sharing like as a, thought it was in a safe space, you know, thought this was good. I just, and and for some reason, whatever I said, like, I guess, you know, I don't know, triggered something with them. Okay, so I'm not going to bag on them at all. But I was, I was kind of shocked, right? And this person was like sort of mad at me for even saying it. And so I asked myself, God, God, what was that? What? Okay, okay. God, that was weird. What did I say that was upsetting? You know, I started kind of going about that in my head. And I thought, I don't, I don't think I said anything that was upsetting, right? And so it sort of shocked me and made me go, wait a minute. And at first it was upsetting. And then I thought, wait a minute. Okay, get a grip. God does these things because he wants my attention and he wants to see things or he wants me to see things. And, and, and here's, got some scripture, by the way, that was going to help support the rejection situation. So even, and you may not, you may think, oh, that's not rejection. Well, for me, it felt, <laughs> it felt very rejected, meaning my thoughts aren't valid. My, my feelings weren't valid. And believe me, I'm not big on, well, I feel like this today. You know, I want to know the truth and I want to do what's right, but I don't know of anyone else. And by the way, I don't think I'm special. Okay. Let me be very clear. But what I do know is that I don't know a whole lot of people that have lost that many people, you know what I mean, that run their own businesses, that are 50 years old and like, you know, I'm not old, but I'm not young. You know, it's it just, it's that combination. And I was just like talking to a friend is, you know, so, so I thought that, you know, it'd be safe to share this stuff with. And then I'm like, what in the world? And so here's a couple of things God uh, revealed to me and was like, okay, I mean, hey, sh- sh- sh. some people, you know, that's not their territory with you in your life. Some people don't understand how to be compassionate. You know, that person has lost too. Maybe they thought, I thought I was more, had lost more and, and more special than that person. Whatever it is, let's put that person aside and not be mad at them and, and, and not think, well, what's their deal? But thank God, what is it that you want to show me? And here's what God revealed to me. Number one, God wanted my attention too. He wants to redirect me, um, possibly protect me from maybe like going too deep in that relationship and friendship when it's not meant to be, and um, redirecting me right back to him. And it's interesting, when you get older, you guys, your circle does decrease. Just your circle of people, like your circle of people you get along with, circle of people you like, circle of people that you want to do life with, it does decrease. And it just is, right? To me, in the season I'm in right now, I'm struggling with that, but I would rather God, show me what he wants, you know, than for me to just go out about my own. But, you know, I don't really know anyone like me, which is fine, whatever, and all the things. But, uh, you know, no one else's life really changed after Lee died. I want them to have the most beautiful life with their families and their friends and to keep growing and having fun and doing whatever they're going to be doing. I just have to find my version of what that is right now, right? So with that circle decreasing, okay, I need God more than I need anything else, right? My job is to be mom to my boys and who God wants me to be. And so let me go through some scriptures that God revealed to me through this. And by the way, I woke up that night a few times praying about it. And I I wasn't trying to be a baby, you guys, but I think we have to allow ourselves to go through sort of the emotions of it all as long as we 
take those thoughts captive. As long as we pinpoint in the right direction, going, okay, I'm gonna give myself a minute with this because I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm swimming in like, what in the world was that? And I'm like, okay, God, show me truth. Show me what you want me to see and give me some scriptures. And he did. And I'm gonna start with Romans 8, 38 through 39. So if you do have your Bible, will you get it? And if you just wanna go in your you know, phone too, that's fine. I just wanna lovingly tell you, we, I think it's very important to have a book as in the Bible book so you can thumb through these. But here's the first things first, Romans 8, 38 and 39. Remember, I was feeling rejected and just like, what? wow, I, that's one less friend I have or one less person you know, I can confide in. And it says, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus Lord. So first of all, God didn't be like, Mindy, okay, stop. No matter what happens, nothing can separate you from me. Nothing's changed. Nothing important has changed. So like, know that. And I'm like, okay, God, you know, duh. Okay, good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So let's go to 1 Peter 2, 4. And remember, I'm thumbing along with you. So 1 Peter 2, 4 basically says, as I look through here, 1 Peter 2, 4. Hi, it, it would be good if I was in 1 Peter. It just happens sometimes, you guys. This is real life, real life. Coming to him as to a living stone, the one rejected by men, but chosen by God and precious. And the reason I bring that up is because Christ himself was rejected. You know, they rejected him first. And while I do not put myself in the same height as Jesus, of course not, duh. But it, the Bible clearly states that whatever uh, is happening in your life, remember they rejected Jesus first. <laughs> Jesus is creator. And holy and the son of God, and he died for all of our sins while we were still sinners, then why wouldn't others reject us? And I'm not saying that person is bad. I'm just saying, you know, that we're human. And of course, it, things will never be perfect until we are, you know, in spirit with Jesus. And it just is. So if they rejected him, of course, they're going to reject us, right? They rejected him first. So let's go to Psalm 2710. Take your time. And if you're hearing my son get his shake, um, it means this mic is worth the money. I do have a new mic in case you're like, yeah, you sound better. You sound different. And you guys, sometimes I do record in my car because when God tells me to do something, I'm going to do it. I don't like procrastinating. And plus, I feel like the longer I wait when he tells me to do something many times, it doesn't get done. So I won't do it. All right. Psalm 2710. Even when my father and mother forsake me, then the Lord will take care of me. So even when those that you feel are closest to you or that you trust the most feel like they reject or forsake you, guess what? God never will. Which to me is just him reminding me that he's the most important relationship I have and that I'm confiding in someone that's also human and flawed. And so am I, and so are you. But why am I worried about a human relationship when really what I need to be worried about and concerned about is the relationship with Jesus Christ, which will never Never come back void. Anything we do for him will never come back void. Let's keep going. Second Corinthians 12, 19. By the way, I will put all this in the show notes. Feel free to share that with someone. I would love it. I would love nothing more than for you to share this with someone that just maybe might need it. You guys, and even if you're not a believer, you're not sure what you believe, I would still love for you to listen and, and just go try to seek. And, you know, I mean, just try to see what everything you can find. 
Um, but I lovingly encourage you, share it with others, but go to the Bible first and foremost and just ask for God to open your heart and mind, and he will. Second Corinthians 12, 9. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Jesus Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and reproach and needs and persecution and distress. And I'm going to say in, re in rejection for Christ's sake. For when I'm weak, then I am strong. Let me explain that real fast. And you may understand that completely. I didn't understand that for years. I'm like, how am I strong at the same time I'm weak? It doesn't make sense. What it is, is when we are weak, relying on Jesus, it allows his strength to come through us. So when stuff like this happens, I need to just rely on him and be happy about it because he's going to do something with it. He's going to do something I can do that's so much more powerful. He's going to do more than I can do. Something that is so much more powerful than I can do through these mishaps and through these shortcomings and things of that nature. But the key is for me to always rely on him and not for move. No, everyone's against me. Or look at all these bad things that are happening. We have to rely on him and go, okay, God, you, they rejected you first. And as a Christian, we're always going to, you know, be sort of tripping on different things, but that's not tripping because necessarily we're doing something wrong. It's because God, you want to redirect us. All right, let's keep going. Philippians 4.19. And you may know this one, um, but let's go to it anyway. All right, Philippians 4.19. And my God shall supply all your needs and according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. By the way, do you know what Christ means? Forever I thought Christ was Jesus' last name. Christ is translated into the word Messiah. So Jesus was his first name. I don't know his, I don't know his last name, but Christ means Messiah. How cool is that? How cool is that? By the way, please Google it. You'll find it. It's really, really cool. Um, and my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Jesus Christ or Christ Jesus. So God's going to give me all I need. The fact that maybe I don't talk to this person really like I used to anymore I don't think of it, oh, great, I lost a friend or lost someone that, you know, I thought understood me and that I understand. You know, it's not like that. God will supply everything I need, and He just wants me to come back to Him, and sometimes He has to redirect us. Sometimes we ha He has to, and that is exactly what I believe He's doing in this situation. All right, two more. First Peter 5, 8. Make sure you're in First Peter. First Peter 5, 8. Therefore, Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Cast all your cares upon him before he cares for you or therefore he cares for you. I do want to humble myself before him. I want to do what it is he wants me to do. I'm never going to fully understand it because his ways are not our ways. But I know enough that I want the outcome he has planned more than any outcome that I can devise in my head. And let's finish with Romans 15, 13. Mm -hmm. Do you hum? I don't know why I hum. It's so weird. But I have to be honest. I love getting into God's word. I love it. Like I love flipping through the pages. It excites me. Um, I had someone tell me one time, I don't like it. It feels too much like school. And I'm like, this is the only th part of school I've ever liked more than recess and music class. Like if this is school, this is a test that I want to be prepared for. You know what I'm saying? All right, Romans 15, 13. Now, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow by love, by the power of the Holy Spirit. 
Um, there's, of course, there's different versions of all of those, but may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace, no matter what you're going through. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace, no matter what is happening currently, no matter what rejection you have, no matter what is going on, no matter the things that have transpired, we seek him. We start to do the diligent things that are in our power, and he's in charge of the supernatural. I've said this before, but Mark Batterson says, with Jesus, we can be a partner in the supernatural. He's in charge of the super, but we're in charge of the natural. And no one likes talking about that stuff, but the natural is the self-discipline stuff that's not fun, but it's the stuff that changes your life. And it's the stuff that gets you the best possible result within your power, and then we let everything else uh, be in the hands of Jesus. We lay everything else at the feet of Jesus, and He works miraculous things. And it won't be beautiful looking, like I guess in an average human view, but it'll be in a godly view. So wonderful and beautiful, you guys. And if I consider before you with all we've been through and the loss and the ups and downs and me still trying my best to truck on and and not let that weigh me down and and, and, and all that stuff, I know that you can too. I get it. I get a lot of the sadness. I get a lot of what I feel is just so unfair, right? But God never promised us it'd be fair. And I'm kind of glad it's not fair because I mean, there is no fairness in grace. And thank God for His grace and His mercy. Oh, you know, forgetting many times what I don't deserve as in something good and not getting many times what I do deserve, which I probably deserve certain things. And He has kept it from me because His goodness. And I thank Him for that and praise Him for that. So today, if you feel there's area in your life where you've been rejected, where you don't understand what you did wrong, where you feel like, I I don't think that I was doing what I shouldn't be doing. I, I don't see why that was, you know, a wrong move. Just know that God knows more than us and He wants us. And if that rejection feels like it was a rejection on you, try to flip the switch and flip that narrative on, no, no, God's just trying to redirect you. He's protecting you from something that would have gotten worse if we kept going down that road. And He wants to redirect us. And thank God He cares enough to do that in our daily lives in like our, with our emotions and our choices and our thoughts, and even in circumstances that feel like we've lost something or we missed a mark or we had something taken from us, many times that's exactly the path that God intends for us because of His mercy and grace. Let me pray for us. Jesus, God, I love you so much. Thank you for this day. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the babes. And thank you for that babe sharing with us not only what she has been through lately, but how she now understands that that rejection is a version of your protection and redirection. God, thank you for that because it would have been so much worse if would have let it go on. Lord God, please just surround us with those people that help us grow. We become like the people we hang around, Jesus. I want you to be one of the individuals I hang around. But Lord, more than anything else, please let us know when we need to move away from someone else. Please, we don't need to write them a breakup note. We don't need to do that, but let us know when it's time and let us just confide in you. Please, God, fill that emptiness up in us that we don't fill the emptiness and that your presence is so abounding, that your presence is so big in our life and filling us up so much in our life that we don't feel that earthly absence of those things. Jesus, and I pray that in my life for my sister and my and my dad and my mom and, and for Lee. And I pray that for my boy's life as well, but Lord, also for those things of people and situations that aren't gone, They just aren't part of the path you want us to take. Let us be smart enough to be able to move forward. Let us be thankful 
for your redirection, Lord God, because it's provision from you. Thank you, sweet Jesus. I love you. I lift up all these people listening now and later. Let's thank you for this avenue. In your precious name, I pray. Amen.